world-class media, this is World Class. I'm your host, Travis Chappell. Here on World Class, we combine value, entertainment, and behind-the-scenes insights to bring you the most comprehensive view of what it takes to become world-class in what you do. Listen in every week as I have conversations with top business leaders, journalists, hostage negotiators, authors, comedians, producers, you name it. If they're the best at what they do, I'll have a chat with them. I believe that the best way to become world-class is to learn from those who already are. And that's exactly what we do here on the show. You'll learn the skills that you need to master, the mindset that you need to adopt, the work you need to put in, all from people who have walked the road before you. So get ready to learn, be motivated, and most importantly, have a good time because you're listening to World Class. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ask Travis here on the World Class Show where we kind of break down questions that you all have uh, about anything, any topic, no holds barred on this one. Um, Today, we're getting to some awesome, awesome discussions, and I can't wait for you to check it out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, the little bell notification icon. That way, every time we release an episode, which is every Monday and every Thursday, you get a notification in your inbox. And if you're listening to this in whatever podcast player that you choose to listen to podcasts in, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes directly onto your device so you can keep up with everything. Uh, yeah, cool. Eric, thanks for joining me on the show today. So this is from Megan A.A. McNeil. Um, she says, Build Your Network is obviously all about building connections. Uh, you ran with the Build Your Network you know, podcast. That's what built you to this point so far. Um, what connection, personal or professional, has A, been your loudest cheerleader over the years, and uh, B, been an accidental and unofficial mentor and see had you the most starstruck when you first connected. I'll go ahead and just go with the first question there. Who was your loudest cheerleader over the years, whether they're personal connection or professional uh, connection? I mean, loudest cheerleader is easy. My wife. Uh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it's a hundred percent. You know, she, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I did without her continuous support in the background. But it was specifically for this question, I think she's asking more like if I had a connection that I made on the show that became more of a, a cheerleader for me. Um, you know, there's been quite a few. I'll say one that was really unexpected was Steve Sims. Uh, Steve, if you're watching this, what's up? And Steve is such a good, uh, such a great dude. And I just remember one time um, we had met, we had met once or twice, and I had had him on my show. This was a couple years ago. And um, I was backstage at Thrive, which is a big event, a big entrepreneur event here in Vegas. And Steve was speaking that year. And uh, so I was talking to uh, Bradley, who's another Vegas local, um, runs a company called Lightspeed BT. And I was having a conversation with Brad and we were just chopping it up. And uh, Steve was sitting over on the couch and he looked over at the conversation. I remember seeing him out of the corner of my eye, but I try not to break eye contact with people when I'm having a conversation, um, which is one thing that I teach a lot, which is I tr- you try to give people your full attention. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye, uh, look over and then get up and then start walking around. So he came up to me and then, uh, I had just broken off conversation with, with Brad and I was going to go sit on the couch. And so we, um, ran into each other and he goes, um, he goes, uh, bro, you have, you, you seem to have like a really good energy with people. Like people seem to respond really well to you. Um, and, uh, and coming for somebody like Steve, who, if you don't know Steve, he's worked with, right. you know, princes and princesses of countries and like foreign diplomats and, 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 you know, billionaires and celebrities and everybody. So to hear something like that from him, you know, was really cool to me because I'm sure he's seen a lot of fake people that know how to like put on the facade, but 
don't actually care about people. And, uh, and he probably would have told you if you were yeah, super oh, right. fake too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he does not. Yeah, he thing. doesn't give a shit at all. Like he would just tell me the way that it is, which is Steve's personality. And uh, so he came up to me and said that, and then he just goes, "Just let me know if you ever need anything." And I was like, just blown away by that. This anything? is the second or third time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, make me James Bond for a week. Right, it's like you did for that one guy. Um, but yeah, I, so uh, Steve, Steve's been a, a, a supporter. He came out to uh, my first real retreat that I ever threw in, in Thailand, uh, which was a, a blast. Got to know him really well on that trip and hang out a bit. And then he came and spoke at BYN live, my first live event, um, this past November and just constantly like, you know, making intros and, and always willing to help. So yeah, I would say Steve's been, been at the top of that list somewhere for sure. If, if this answer is different, um, who's been an accidental and unofficial mentor? Uh, you know, uh, unofficial mentor. I mean, there's so many of those, uh, uh, and really I would say John Lee Dumas, except for that was really on purpose, uh, on my part, you know, it was accidental on his part. It was really on purpose and strategic on my part. I wanted to learn from him. And so I did whatever I could to get around him, including buying a mastermind at his uh, house for a weekend. Um, and so he's become a really good unofficial mentor in my life. Like somebody that um, I can shoot a quick text to whenever I'm running into anything and he's always, always willing to help me out. Um, uh, another one of those would be Jordan Harbinger. Um, that one was probably a little bit more accidental. I, I wanted, I knew I wanted to meet Jordan, but when I started listening to podcasts, I listened to three podcasts, Bigger Pockets, Jordan Harbinger's show and Entrepreneur on Fire. So I knew I wanted to connect with Brandon Turner, uh, John Lee Dumas and Jordan Harbinger. Uh, JLD, since he was like the big, like his brand was all about teaching you how to podcast. I knew I wanted a podcast that he was like, he was number one on the list, right? Uh, but then after that, I knew I wanted to meet Jordan and as, and Jordan had conversations with like my childhood hero, like Shaq was on his show and right. Shaq was like my idol growing up, you know? And so, um, I, I knew that I wanted to, to, to get to know Jordan a little bit better. And that, that's kind of turned into this just accidental mentorship type relationship where, um, anytime, anytime I'm running into something and I need some advice, like even starting this show was right. came directly from a conversation that I have with Jordan, you know? So, um, different things like that, where I have you know, been able to get the ear of somebody who I really, really respect their opinion and they are crushing it and what it is they're doing. And I'm blessed to have those types of like unofficial mentorship type relationships in my life now. Well, I think it kind of speaks to, to the power of the podcasting thing as well, because oh, like so you, you just listed, like here's three people, people who are crushing it. I mean, millions, millions of downloads every month, like right. massive people. And your connection point to most of them was like, Hey, will you do my show? Right. And so I think it's really cool that like you set this and I'm, I'm seeing that now with like my shows, like there's people that I like for the last several years have been like, Oh, I wish I could talk to them. They're so unattainable. Right. Cost a ton of money to go to this convention to see them for two seconds. And it's like, then you reach out and say, Hey, will you talk to me for an hour and we can record it? And yeah. they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm stoked. You're yeah. like, wait, you charge right. me like $50 for like an autograph. Yeah, literally. And it's yeah. like, so I think that's really cool that like, it's an in. Man. Yeah. It's, people it's, don't understand. It's, it's such an in. I, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, don't worry about your downloads. Right. Like, you know, because pe people get this thing in their head where like, well, I don't want to start a show because, you know, I, I just, it's not a priority right now. And, you know, if I want to do it, I want to do it right. And it's like, right. well, I agree. You, you should do it right. Like you should build a quality thing. But in terms of downloads, don't, don't worry about that. Right. Who cares? Like yeah. if you only get the relationships that, I mean, that by itself is worth every single hour you put into creating a show. Right. And, and speaking of uh, connecting with people who are like big names and people that you've always wanted to talk to, uh, I guess that's our third question is who had you the most starstruck when you first connected? You know, it's an interesting question because I feel like, 
uh, I feel like the further along I got with people, the more adjusted I became to having conversations with high level people. Um, so like, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds kind of funny comparatively with, with like all the, the guests right. that I've had on, but probably was John Lee Dumas just yeah. because at the time, like I knew zero millionaires, like not billionaires, like not like 10 or right. hundred millionaires, like millionaires. I knew zero, you know what I mean? So like uh, this You're guy, like, why is he talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this guy that I'd had in my ears for, you know, like six months at that point, I was actually like in front of him and having a conversation with him. And I think that was probably the most starstruck that I was. And then, you know, it's just kind of been a desensitizing thing moving forward. Even when I've had, you know, been able to like play basketball with Matt Barnes or, or whatever, right. you know, some of the other cool things that I've been able to do is, um, they're, they're, it's not like I don't, I don't, I don't take them lightly. I'm not saying that I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't view myself as better or whatever. I, it's just that, after connecting with people that I admire for so long, I just had to learn how to like keep it all like controlled and make sure that I come across as a professional. Okay. So this one has been a long time coming and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, world-class media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years. And over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests. So in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done for you podcasting solution, as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. Well, you talk about that all the time with like the people you surround yourself with force you to like level up or get yeah, out. And right. so I think even uh, you said desensitized, but I, I've seen it with you myself is that each person gives you a little bit of what you need to get to the next level. And so you're almost meeting people when you're ready to meet them. Like, yeah. I think if you would have had an interview with some of these guys as your first interview, I would have screwed it would have been like, uh, blah, 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 like yeah. the, you know, the way I am in most conversations <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it would have been horrible, yeah. but I think, I think at this point it's like, in you're going in with all this credibility of like, I've talked to this person, this person, this person, and they are the steps toward this next person yeah. and the next person. And so I think, I think what I've seen is you grow as a person to where like you're on a level where you can sit down and have that conversation versus, yeah. you know, like I and, think about and, it, like, you know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Four, four years ago, if I would have gotten an email back from someone that emailed me back right. last week, I would have right. been like, 
Uh, I'm good, actually. That's fine. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to mess it up. But I think you just get to a point where you're ready for that, that sure. next step, you know? And I've, I've, learned, I've learned that one of the most underappreciated skill sets that there is that nobody really ever talks about is reaction management. And the first time I ever heard anybody talk about this, it was Tim Ferriss. I think it was on, it was either an audiobook of his or, or his podcast. Um, but he was talking about how important it is to be able to manage reactions in real time. And it's insanely difficult because we as humans are all emotional beings regardless. Cause I would, I would view myself as a logical person. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as emotional as most people. I'm fairly like even keeled. I don't have like really high highs and really low lows. I'm, I'm fairly even keeled as far as that kind of stuff goes. Um, and I would describe myself as more logical, but I know that even the most logical human is still an emotional being. Um, and when you're an emotional being, when something happens, your gut reaction just takes place. It's not something that you have a ton of control over. And so learning to be able to control it is, I think, a skill set that can take you anywhere in life. And the way to get in front of people like that and continue to get in front of people like that is to do well with the first couple of people that you have conversations with, or else they're not going to refer you to their friends. Like you're your, your opportunities afterwards are going to start, are right. going to be more limited rather than expand, which is obviously the goal. Well, so if you treat those, those initial interactions poorly and handle them in a unprofessional way, or you're like totally, you know, fangirling or fanboying over some person, right. then like you've, you've set the stage when you walk in there. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm here with this person. I right. this look crazy. It's insane. You know what I mean? Like when you get in front of somebody like that, all you're doing is telling them exactly how to perceive you. Right. Like you're saying you're up here and I'm down here and it's a subconscious thing. They're not thinking that they're not like, Oh, that person's down here. You know, it's not like that. They, it's not, they lose all respect for you as a human being or anything like that. It's just a very, it's a powerful subconscious, you know, code that your brain runs that without you even thinking about it, like it's literally like typing a line of code into your brain and your, and your brain reacts like that. And now you have this sub, like they have right. this subconscious reaction to you that just immediately goes like, okay, this person is somebody that's down here because they're treating me like I'm all the way up here. Right. And if you do that, you're telling people exactly how to treat you rather than the other way around. When I meet people like, like someone like Tommy, like I, I was fairly star starstruck with her. She was one of the first people I ever reached out to on my show, like three years ago, right. never heard back from her because she has like 3 million followers or how many <laughs> right. she has. And, uh, so I was fairly starstruck with her, you know, like I'd seen her a bunch of her videos and whatever. But when, when I, when I meet, when I meet somebody, I just, I do my best to try to manage my reaction inside and just think about like, what would a professional that is a peer of this person right. do in this situation? Well, that's what you brought up in the, the word peer. Like you brought that up, I think maybe two times ago when I was down here and, uh, you said you want to establish yourself as a peer and not as a fan. Yeah. And I think so many of these people are like, Tommy has a lot of fans. Um, like all these guys have a, a ton of fans. Right. You don't introduce your friend to like, Hey, here's one of my fans. Right. You know? yeah, exactly. But if you can establish exactly. yourself, um, and I think, a, I think a good example is like with when you, when you interviewed Grant Cardone, like if you look at that interview, like by the end of that interview, there was so much mutual respect. Yeah. But it's cause you didn't go in there saying like, 
like, oh my goodness, I'm right. so I'm so honored you would stoop down to my level yeah, to exactly. do a show. Exactly, yeah. and that and you watch that especially with somebody like Grant. He's a steamroller, right. right? Yeah. Like, sorry, Grant, if you're watching this, um, he's a steamroller. He steamrolls conversations. That's his personality. He's very, very much a type personality. Right. So when I was prepping for that interview, I watched him do interviews with other people, and um, and they would he would they would never get a word in. Right. He would just like he would almost like ask their question for them and then answer it. Without them saying, like, you know, they, they, they would start talking and then he would just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then just like go into something. It was like, right. oh my gosh, they have zero control in right. this conversation right now. There's like one where he's like picking apart this, like this kid's outfit even <laughs> and just saying like, that was dumb. Why'd you do that? Like, right. like and, and it was on his show, this kid's show, you know, and it was just like, Jesus, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this kid is like, you know, th th this is the opposite of what you want to happen. Yeah. You're, you're, you're having an interview with Grant for credibility and all he's doing is like ridiculing you for the decisions that you've made. Right. Like you have zero control over your own interview. And so, yeah, I, I just, if you watch the very beginning of that, which you can find on YouTube, I was very purposeful about, um, he was doing all this crazy stuff in the right. background when, when I was introducing him. Right. I had just pretended like I didn't no. see any of it. And I went, sh I went very straight lace on him. And you can almost see like a, a change in his personality where he's like, where at one point he goes, oh yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do your show. And he like snaps into like professional grant. Right. Yeah, this is a great question. You know, By the way, you do a great interview, dude. Thank you. You know, yeah, I need to send a bunch of my buddies over to you, but. Which is really where I was able, like, and, and it wasn't like I broke him. It's not like, it's not, right. not at all what I'm saying. Right. It's just that he, there, there, like you said, there were like, he understood that like, okay, this guy is actually a professional at what he does. I don't have to try to steamroll this conversation because he's going to carry it through. Well, I think a guy like that is testing you too. Right. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't think he's just being like goofy. Well, but to I, his I credit, think really a lot of is. people sucked before. Right. Exactly. They, they didn't come prepared. They didn't know any of that kind of stuff. And so he did whatever he wanted right. with those people. And he, to his credit, he's trying to create quality content. Yep. So if they're going a direction that he thinks is, is, is BS, then he's going to course correct and say, right. I'd rather go this direction. But when a professional, like a true professional comes in, he's going to defer to them because he's still a respectful human being. And he's going, so like when I took control of that conversation, he allowed me to step into that, into that interviewer role and actually right. get really good stuff from him. And I think, you know, to this day, I've, I've, um, I'm one, that's one of my interviews that I'm most proud of because, because of that, because of how difficult of an interviewee he can right. be or tends to be sometimes. Um, I was really happy with the, with the results that we got from that one. Um, because yeah, we just, tr just treated it a, a little bit different from the get go. That's awesome. You have well, to I frame, think... you have to frame it. You have to control the frame. Right. If you know anything, um, like uh, there's a book called pitch anything by Oren Claff. If you've ever studied that stuff, he talks about that a lot is you have to control the frame. You have to control the way the other person sees you. Um, and, uh, that's something that I'm, that I'm really big on with that, re that, 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 um, reaction management. Perfect. Well, I think that's a good spot to close. I think we're out of time for this episode, but um, some really, really awesome questions out there. Um, and uh, we can go ahead and hit the rest of these on a, on a future episode. Sweet. Let's do it. Cool. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment. Let us know your question of what you uh, want us to ask or want us to answer here on the show. Um, and then uh, we will get to that next week. And then if you're also on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification icon so you get all of these directly into your inbox when we release a new episode. And if you listen to this on the podcast, make sure to go ahead and subscribe, leave a quick rating and review. Uh, this kind of just helps us not only with Apple's algorithm, but also helps us have some feedback for the show so that we know uh, what everybody is enjoying and what they're not enjoying. So really appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace out and stay world-class. 
Well, that's it for this episode of World Class. World Class is hosted by me, Travis Chappell, and produced by Eric Skorzynski. It is a World Class Media production. At World Class Media, we produce top-rated podcasts for seven to nine-figure entrepreneurs, executives, real estate investors, and content creators. So if you want your own show, you have the budget to create one, but you just don't have the time or the team to figure it out, then go to travischapel.com slash podcast. That's travischapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L.com slash podcast. And let's chat to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, peace out and stay world-class.